Welcome back to Road of Abundance with Mike Shabbat. Today I have Geneviève. Um, so she's a friend of mine. Funny story, I met her in the parking lot of my building. She's from Montreal too. She speaks French. She has a Frenchie. So hey, I was with Yoda and we just started chatting. And uh, she has a pretty interesting parkour. And she does ayahuasca ceremony and all the good stuff. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about it. If you want to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, I mean, so um, I'm a chef and a nutritionist. That's what I do in this 3D reality. And then um, for fun, I like to really um, just sit with medicines and and really, um, like my teacher says, peel back the layers of the onion and getting back to really like the essence of who we are and not how we kind of been programmed by society, by school systems, um, And, you know, this this belief of what we have to do and who we have to be and just coming back to the very essence of the origin and, and who we are. So that's cool. So yeah. tell me a little bit about you, where you come from, how did life brings you to this path and like what happened? Like, how mm. did you become to do uh, like apprentice shaman and, and stuff like that? Yeah, Um Well, it was, I think, when I was about to turn 25, and I had a really big epiphany. I was um, I was working in the nightlife, I was working in finance, I was working in makeup, and I felt really, really, really dark. It was probably the darkest time of my life. I was so empty, but I had a lot of financial abundance, and I had all these designer things, and, and I just literally decided... Um, on my birthday that I was done with all of it. I left Montreal, moved to New York, went to culinary school. But just to, like, I digress. I go back to, it was my yoga practice. So do you ever go to Moto Montreal? Uh, Moto, well, actually, it's Moksha in Montreal. The Moksha, hot yoga? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I did a lot. Yeah, it's nice. I know her. Yeah. I, go, I think she has a school. I'm not sure if it's Moksha or... There's a few one in Montreal, but yeah. I have a teacher there. Two teachers are really good. I like yeah. yoga. So I did my training with them, okay. and that was really the beginning of my awakening, I guess, through movement and breath and meditation. And then so um, when I left and I moved to New York, I just, just, I just started cleaning my body. I went to well, I went to culinary school, got really sick from French culinary because it's all butter, <laughs> gluten. And those were all the things that were making me sick my whole childhood. Yeah. Um, so then when I finished that, I studied nutrition. And I started to heal my, myself through food and cleansing. And um, once my body was kind of clean and getting healthier, because I had been sick my whole life, I just was miserable in my body. And a lot of alcohol and drugs and, you know, all from <laughs> abandonment issues and traumas in my family. And then the traumas that we inherit transgenerationally. Yeah. And um, so just basically the reorganizing of, of all of that. And then I was finally I was praying for for guidance to spirit and my guides. And um, I was finally led to my teacher. And then okay. from the first ceremony um, with him, which is the Yahe. It's the ayahuasca from Colombia. Okay, cool. It's a little bit different because instead of having chacruna, it has chagrapanga um, and, the, and the ayahuasca vine. And um, I feel like this medicine is very like lower chakra. It's like really getting to the root of the traumas and releasing them. It's a purgative. It's, it's classified as a purgative. Um, so there is a lot of purging. So from the very first <laughs> ceremony that I had with him... Um, I mean, I got back to New York. I wasn't smoking weed anymore. I stopped drinking. I was like finally happy sober for the first time in my life. And I just knew that that's where my path was heading. It was to study this, these plants and um, reconnect to the essence of who I truly was. So 
peeling That's back cool. all the layers <laughs> of the onion and and yeah. So people they hear about a lot about ayahuasca, yahe, and and stuff like that. Can you explain a little bit like? What's a ceremony? What exactly does it do? We talk about 3D, 5D. Uh, yeah. What's your opinion on it? Like, um, yeah. what is 3D? Like, and 5D, what's the difference? And yeah. like, what what's the goal when you do a ceremony? Like, most of the mm. time. Hmm. Well, um, when I first started drinking, my, my intention was really to um, heal. It's the healing, right? Because... Every time we experience a trauma, that information, that emotion gets like lodged in our body, someplace in our body. And then those manifest into physical ailments and that like manifest into disease. So um, that's kind of what the first year was for me. But I was like on the on the fast track, like 40, 50 ceremonies a year. Like I just 40. Yeah. A year. Yeah. Oh, a, a lot of medicine, of a lot of purging. <laughs> for oh sure. why, why so much? Um, I, I guess I just do things like that in life. Oh my God. <laughs> but, um, I, I just, cause when I, when I was sitting with the medicine and, um, I, that was the, you know, the most beautiful, um, experience of my of this incarnation didn't become an addiction no 40 40 is a lot yeah well i was i was uh, assisting and oh, helping. okay right right but you have to drink every time yeah okay yeah when we're in ceremony we're always drinking and um, the shaman too oh yeah okay. all of us yeah and so <laughs> that's that's always um a fun transition when you go from just sitting to assisting there's a lot of strength so you have to ask the medicine for strength and and um to be able to assist. Um, but 3D, I mean, I guess 3D was what I was um, existing in before. And this 5D, now that we've ascended to this reality of, of 5D, I feel like the the channels are just really open right now. And so what's 3D for you? Um, well, I guess it's more of this this reality that we're in where the it's material um, world material world exactly okay. mm-hmm. so like your body yeah the fancy stuff the money like yeah. the reality that we live in yeah like right now and what is 5d for people that don't know about it it's more like vibration sounds yeah. like the healing the stuff like that exactly yeah yeah and um i don't know about you but things are just time is so different right now since this last year i feel like things are since covid yes things are manifesting in such a a fast way and um there's a big energy shift in 2020 yeah i think covid was good in terms of people had to face their shadow their demon they were stuck so a lot of people see it as a bad Uh, there's nothing good and bad in life there's always both sides it depends Uh, so a short-term bad situation which was covid and Everything that the society was manipulating people and everything that like the big pharma and everything. But you can see the other side that a lot of people were like kind of forced to purge, watch their relationship, their friendship and everything and make decisions based on their happiness. Because if you're stuck with yourself, that's when you have to face your demon. Mm -hmm. If you're caught up in drinking, partying, being with friends, working, you forget yourself and then you drink to forget yourself even more in this like 3D stuff. So then 
Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I think, and that's probably. I think that's what was really hard for some people too who were living in that reality. I'm. I feel really blessed that I was able to do all this work. And so when it when it happened and it came, I was just like, I was like, okay, great. I get some downtime. I'm not going to be on flights, you know, a couple times a month going here or there, and I get to to rest and ground. But I think that um, for most people who were in this 3D reality, um, you know, it's just they, they were like, who am I? Right. And Mm -hmm. it's like now's the time to really sit and be with yourself. And that could be really uncomfortable for people because they're not used to doing that. So, yeah. But I think overall it's it's just. um, (laughs) Yeah. And you do like shroom ceremony like uh, ayahuasca. So people are intrigued. Like, what do you see? Like, what do people get? Like what? Like most of the people like was the transformation like can you tell us some story that you saw like that yeah. enlightenment people change maybe their life based on it like they realize that they're not happy like mm-hmm. tell me from the inside what does it look like yeah well i mean after ceremony in the morning people's faces are just glowing it's like they're they found that happiness and that joy again so that's really beautiful and they often share stories that um Particularly with the yahe, um, what happens is sometimes in ceremony, the person will re-experience the trauma as they're releasing it. Sometimes they'll remember in the morning, sometimes they won't. But um, it's kind of like if you're going around life and you're, you're carrying all these bags with you. And it's mm-hmm. like what the medicine allows you to do is just dropping the bags, dropping the weight. Because, you know, you don't want to be, you know heading on like 40 50 years old with all this baggage all this trauma yeah and it's like what i realized is that i was when i started drinking medicine i was like oh i was feeling great and then and then you kind of start to um you kind of start to be like to think like oh like i'm doing really good spiritually but it's like yeah then go spend a week with your family you know and then see how (laughs) spiritual you really are because then it's like when those triggers come up it's like oh there's still more work to be done and i my family still triggers me (laughs) they're my biggest triggers so i know like it's, it's always a good reminder um um but yeah, and then with um, with mushrooms, I mean, these are just these are like the little children. They're, they just remind us of the joy. So a lot of times in um, mushroom ceremonies, you just see uh, it's it's a very like heart, very heart focused and like heart opening. Yeah, heart opening and uh, and coming back to that, and then hmm, and just like really, I think what. What's so important with plant medicines is that it really allows us to get out of our mind and into our heart. It's like just getting out of this and getting into our heart. That's the most important thing in every situation in life. If we could just remember to just drop into our heart and just be present in every moment, then... And then life is easier because when you're connected with yourself, you can manifest faster. You can do all the good stuff. Like often I think we're too much in our thoughts, ego, and we forget to live and we're so busy with what's going to happen and what happened in the past, as you said, all the trauma and stuff. I remember when I did, um, I did one mushroom like ceremony. I was alone, um, with my shaman and I, and it was just the drum and the good stuff. And I was like really feeling like happy and bliss. I don't say that people should do drugs, but like, it's just an experience that I wanted to do to reconnect. And, um, I get often the same feeling, not like similar when I just do a very deep meditation with breathing before mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Or if you go in nature and you meditate, that's the kind of bliss that you realize that the happiness is inside of you Definitely. and not like outside and, and people are searching in sex, drugs, money, power, mm-hmm. like all that, that stuff. And like I saw a video of Dan Bilzerian that 
a lot of guys would consider that he had the perfect life. Like, yeah. he was having sex with a lot of girls, the money, the house, the stuff, and then yeah. social media, like, celebrity. And so, yeah, he had it all based on being successful in society. And mm. there's a video of him, and he's like, oh, guys, it's just a black hole. Because there's never enough. Never enough girl, never enough money, never enough power, never enough. And he was like, I'm so tired of social media. If I, I don't want to be in, the, in social media in the next two years. No. So you realize that... And even Jim Carrey says it in one of his um, speech. He's like, I wish everybody would be rich, famous, and, and, and have it all to realize that you're depressed, like you're not happy. That's why a lot of celebrities suicide and stuff like that because yeah. they're just tired of it. They have everything. And then they're like, is, is this life? Exactly. Like, I think society conditioned us to be, to forget about the essence, which mm. is 5D, and it make us compete. And yeah. then we feel jealous that we're, we're, we're raised into going to school. You have to have this job, this, this, this. They program you. Yeah. Like, I think we're born perfect. Yeah. And the baby are just always happy and doing this. And then we tell them, no, no, don't do this, don't do that. And Definitely. then they forget. They forget themselves. And then we have all those trauma. Yeah. And often people, when they do the ceremony or, or stuff like that, or even if they meditate and they work on themselves, mm-hmm. which I think the ceremony, what it helps, it's, it, it helps to get out of your control uh, freak. Like oh, yeah. that, that you're just going to let go and just <laughs> cry it or whatever you want to do. But yeah. you reconnect with your, your inner child and you can just let it go yeah. and, and fix those trauma. Exactly. You're so protective, I think, when you're in 3D and you're not meditating, you're not doing your stuff. Mm-hmm. Or even I remember when I was doing it sometime, it's like... You don't want to tap into this because it's painful, mm-hmm. like all the trauma. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had ceremony. I, there's one ceremony I remember, and I was in Colombia, and I went really deep with the medicine, and I was just bawling, bawling, bawling for maybe a good half an hour, and they had to <laughs> actually help me go outside because I was like you know, causing ruckus, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> but when I, was, when I was over, I was like, wow, I just released over a decade of pain. Yeah. So much pain was released, and I was like, wow, I felt so much better and lighter. And I was like, thank goodness. Yeah, it's crazy. One of the things, yeah. and sometimes you think that you released it. Like, I remember the, when I did the shroom, um, my last relationship was five years ago. It was a disaster. Like, it's the worst relationship you can have. But I'm grateful for a relationship mm-hmm. that I had before, even if they were like, for people sure. say, oh, my, your ex, my ex are crazy. No, no, my ex were really maniac. When I tell people the story, <laughs> they're like, oh, shit. Okay, I never heard a story like that. Like, my friend, like, one day you should write a book on everything that happened to you. Yeah. And um, I was really hurt from it. Mm. And I forgive, like, forgive all my ex for what happened because it, it led me to the person that I am and now I know yeah. what I want into a woman and stuff like that. So I don't have any anger towards it. But mm-hmm. when I did the shroom, uh, I saw my ex, but not my ex in 3D. I saw, like, the light. She was, like, a little pink light. And she was yeah. just like, oh, I want to say that I love you. I'm sorry that I had to do this to you in 3D. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's okay. I forgive you. Like, I'm, I have no anger. But it was just releasing it subconsciously when you thought that, it was released already, like, because yeah. if you ask me, I have no anger. Like, I have no feeling towards her. Like, it's yeah. done, it's done, it's in the past. Uh-huh. But subconsciously, it still affects you, and you're still, like, holding those little stuff that you oh, don't yeah. know, like, in, in, in 3D. And you're, like, definitely. you react to certain patterns, certain yeah. women because of that. Mm-hmm. And often girls are, like, I always attract the same guys at this and that. Yeah, because you keep 
tapping into those trauma. Definitely. And then there's also the shadow aspect of ourselves that we don't really spend much time <laughs> looking at. And it's like a lot of time I, I was stuck in those patterns of dating the same type <laughs> of guy that was unavailable and abusive, just like my father was. And yeah. it took me a long time, I think, just recently. <laughs> I've like broken the cycle. But um, yeah, and it's like the shadow aspect. It's like a lot of times we're going to seek our shadow that we're not really aware of in the opposite partner. So it's like when we really sit with ourselves and we're really honest and we do the meditation, the breath work and the, the inner work and we're really loving our shadow. I think this is the biggest teaching that I've um, that I've really sat with these last few years is, is the shadow. Because when I first got onto this path, I was like, oh, no, no, I can't have this shadow. I have to be this pure, divine you know, whatever, so that I can work as a healer, right? And it's like, no, no, like, I have shadows, and these are my shadows, and this is the reality, and it's the balance of the light and the shadow. And then, you know, relationships are just mirrors, you know, yeah. and it's like exactly And when you say shadow for people that don't speak spiritual language, and we, we want to teach them, like, what exactly is you mean by shadow? Like, if yeah. I would be new, I don't know anything about spirituality. Right. So, so how would you, would you describe it? Yeah. So it's like the, the, the reality of the ego, the spiritual ego, our wants and desires that are maybe not what, um, you know, you would you, you have this idea that the healer has to be this perfect. Um, spiritual ego. Yeah. That's how oh, I call it. It's my like. My gosh, the spiritual I ego is the like, worst ego to deal it, with. It, it's, it's, <laughs> you go through phases. How long have you been spiritual? Like, and <sighs> And working on yourself like that? With plant medicines particularly? No, no, no not exactly. Oh, like from the beginning, like the your beginning. journey. Like, okay. Well, for me, it's been an ebb and flow since I was probably a child. I was always kind of searching for But more what, like deeper in it. When, deeper? Like I, five when years? I was, um, you, when you were Going 20. on nine. 20. Okay, nine. I'm 33, so. Okay, so. And, yeah. and you just recently even fix more shadow with oh, relationships so it's like just so people understand that it's not easy it's like getting sh in shape like you have to work through oh, this yeah. goal and, and and it's never easy yeah and that's the thing about relationships a lot of times with all these traumas and previous relationships and all this baggage that we come into with it we have all these walls up and we're not actually being authentic and vulnerable with our partners because there's this it's so scary mm -hmm. so when you're when you're doing all this shadow work and, and ego work and you're just peeling back the layers <laughs> then when you get to your essence then it's like oh you can show up as your authentic self in a relationship yeah. and, and so I think that's and the, even in life because people yeah. are scared to be themselves totally. and uh, feeling vulnerable. They're, they're mm -hmm. very scared to be hurt. But if you live in the high life, like you're yourself, you do whatever, actually people are going to appreciate you more. And the people that reject you, we don't care about it. Like people are often too focused. Their, their ego is going to be hurt. But yeah. if you're just yourself and you're true and you speak your mind, mm -hmm. like you have the right to have different opinion than other people and, and just be yourself and I think yeah. in society a lot of people just wear a mask yeah and literally very scared. And yeah <laughs> literally these yeah nowadays it's like double mask but <laughs> sometimes yeah triple, triple. fuck it's but yeah. yeah I think I think people are just scared to be themselves and and to speak the truth and then mm -hmm. they get in relationship and they're not even complete themselves like if I would say yeah. perfect relationship you have to be fully yourself, authentic, mm. love yourself. This is the first thing. A lot of people don't even love themselves. Exactly. And I don't say like in an arrogant way, but learning mm. to love yourself for who you are. Totally. And then you can think about falling in love with someone. Yeah. And that's like, that's a really big endeavor to like learn how to really love yourself. Like I've been doing this for 
long time. <laughs> and I said, just these last couple of years, I'm like, okay, like I really think like I'm, I'm getting there. I'm really starting to love myself. And and it's like stepping into your power and your voice and, and just, um, yeah. And I think for a lot of women too, we're just conditioned. Um, boys and girls are conditioned differently, obviously. But like for women, it's like, be quiet. Like my father would say things to me like, be quiet. You don't want to be seen. Like, nah, sh- <laughs> you know, like you can't do that. Be ready and say yeah, nothing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's like, whoa, seeing like how that pattern messed up, you know, how I showed up in relationships because yeah. every relate, I mean, all the abusive relations I have, I'm like, thank you. Because that was such a crucial part to my growth. And and um, it's all mirroring. And it's, it's all like, what what's the teaching you're going to take out of it? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, finding my voice, stepping into my power and just like, yeah, boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> boundaries I think, are a I big think one. women has, uh, have been hurt uh, through the years, especially like like women that were tapping into their spirituality if, if you think about Egyptian time and stuff like that mm. like it was a lot of pre-dress and yeah. the Egyptian king the pharaoh was respecting his women they were together like as equal Yeah. and um, she was as powerful as him mm-hmm. and the thing is then time went on and if you look at history all the women that were really in tune with their fifth dimension and, and, and tapping into those higher power then they were called witch and burned alive so it forced women through the years to not uh, be themselves. And, and then mm-hmm. we put them quiet, yeah. just be pretty, don't do this, don't Definitely. do that. And then if, you have a, if you're a man, you need to be in power and, and yeah. your wife has nothing to say and this and that. And society just conditioned us to be like totally. not their true self anymore and, and, yeah. and unbalance the positive and f- um, the masculine and feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And the masculine and feminine, we all embody. Yeah. Right. And it's like even how, as a man and a woman. Exactly. We all have. And, it, and it's always it's not necessarily like a fixed uh, percentage. Right. It's like sometimes you're going to be more in your masculine, sometimes you're more in your feminine. And um, and I was going to touch on what you said about the so like in the in Egypt, the priestess of Isis. Right. And it's like the women. So in, in this tradition of the Yahé, we say that the women were the carriers of the medicine. Until they, until the women realize that because we bleed every month, that this is our direct portal to Creator, because this is also how we birth children, our direct yeah. portal to to creation. And so then the women realize that through their bleeding every month, that they didn't need the medicine because the medicine is through the blood, because we're like in a ceremony for five days, or you know however many days per month. So that we gave the medicine to the men, because the men needed it, because the men um, don't bleed, and actually. You know, some people, um, some historians say that uh, war actually begun because men were jealous that they couldn't bleed like women. Oh, yeah. So they went to start, you know, oh, sores and everything. That's crazy. Yeah, so that they could prove that they could bleed and not die. And so then uh, it's a Native American saying that they say that when all the women give their blood back to the earth, there'll be no more war. And blood is it's the menstrual blood. Yeah. So um, There's also so, a lot of trauma coming from um, the period for women like a lot of women that's why there's pain and stuff because there's a lot of feminine energy that has not been fixed through the years exactly there's a lot of of thing if you think about fifth dimension it's all the pain of all the women and they carry it inside because we're one consciousness so we're all connected yeah and we're so and as women in the society we're so disconnected from our wombs it's like oh take birth control so you don't bleed put an iud do this do that all your hormones exactly there's so many lawsuits for for birth control i remember in quebec there was a big one against I don't remember what it was, but it was the most popular and there was a lot of cancer from it. There was a lot of, of infertility and, and stuff yeah. like that. And they had to stop and it was billions of dollar oh, lawsuits. Yeah. And now they just changed it for another one that yeah. was newer and less, less like lawsuits against it. But uh-huh. at the end of the day, 
if people would reconnect and, and know their true power. Totally. Like, what, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's weird for sure. Yeah, and since I've been on this path and since I've been working with my, with my moon time, which is what we call it, um, I used to have the most painful menstrual cycle. Eight days I'd be in pain, like taking, you know, Advil and all this. Now I have like three, four days. I'm so totally in tune and connected with my womb and my cycle's regular and it's like, wow, what a difference. Through because, healing, yeah. Yeah, because there are I even, think you can take Sami or something like that. Oh, there's a few supplements yeah. that you can take for women. Yeah. Like another one, I just studied it, yeah. uh, but I couldn't test it on me. So yeah. <laughs> maybe you can give some women advice on how to heal themselves. Like definitely from those trauma. Yeah. So um, doing womb meditations mm -hmm. where you're connecting with your womb, speaking directly to her. Put your hand, like putting the hands on the womb and just speaking directly to your womb, starting that connection because um, the heart has its own electromagnetic um, field. Field, and so the womb as well. They're they're actually saying now that the, the there's a consciousness within the womb. And so when you're connecting these two, there's you know a lot of magic that comes from <laughs> it. Um, as for supplements, um, hmm, a lot of I mean. I wonder. I mean, a seed cycling is really great when you're cycling because throughout the the cycle, there's um, four different phases, just like the seasons of um, of, of the earth with spring, summer, fall, and winter. So the woman also goes through these four seasons every single month and also throughout her life. Um, but throughout the month, um, so what the practice that I've been trying to, you know, in this 3D life, connecting <laughs> with my 5D life is um, the first two weeks of my cycle, um, which is like the spring and summer phase. Those are like the most extroverted uh, phases when you're going to have um, this energy that you're just going to be able to to give, right? And that's yeah. until ovulation. And then once you ovulate, you go into your fall and winter, winter being the menstrual cycle. And that's when you kind of want to go inward and start taking care this of yourself. This is a four weeks like yeah. four weeks would be four season. Yeah, so every okay, week okay. is like a season. Okay. And so and then just really giving yourself time to to rest when you are bleeding. Um because I mean prior to this spiritual path, um I would just work where and as a chef I'd be like working 90 hours a week sometimes and yeah. just like plowing through my cycle and that was creating so much imbalance in my body so now that I really like I honor my my moon time I honor that and um it's just a time for me to go inward and reflect I think I told you last week about it briefly yeah um but yeah that that's was like, cool yeah. yeah I think connecting with herself like the for me as a man like going into fifth like five dimension more it was like less ego yeah. less um oh, i want to have sex with every woman like th there's mm -hmm. something that I, I found like that um i felt like i was like a dog looking at a bone you know like that that's how a lot of yeah. men feel like we're, we're super horny but you don't know it's like you feel like you're missing something and you, you oh i need to have sex i need to have sex now whatever yeah and um I guess it was coming from validation. I needed validation, but it was trauma, and I didn't even realize it because mm -hmm. I'm super confident in myself. I know what I what I am, how I look, and stuff like that. Yeah. But sometimes I felt like fuck. I couldn't control it. Like it was it was like not yeah. an addiction, but kind of. And then this year I worked a lot on it, and now like I'm I would say almost ill. Like I don't react anymore to it. Like yeah. I know where it's coming from, and I'm like fuck. And and. and <laughs> Getting in tune, I think that's how you do it. Like, mm -hmm. and sometimes you don't even see it. Like my 3D self, I couldn't realize it. It's it's mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine that she's helping me and stuff like that. And <sighs> she was telling me like, oh, do you, did you realize that you're doing that and this and that? Because I was explaining her how I feel, 
and mm-hmm. she was like, "Oh, you're you're looking for you're seeking validation." I'm like, "No, like I'm yeah. super confident. Like I don't." But understand. also connection, right? Yeah, exactly. Because what we've forgotten is that through sex, right? Through this, like what the pure energy sharing, definitely. And it's like the sex magic from the priestess of Isis going back that far. It's like when you're really, um, when you're really, you know, in a partnership or with someone that you're that you're going to practice this with, you're really just connecting to creation. Yeah. Right. And it's like that's what we've forgotten. That like sex is actually so sacred, and the and energy, energy. Oh yeah. my god. The women receive it. The guys oh we give it. God. So it's like I and always we, tell guys, it's, you have like a level. Like if you were in a video game, it's like your energy gouge. And when you come, you lose energy. Yeah. And then if the woman doesn't provide you with energy like to create, you actually double loss because you receive bad energy. Definitely. And then, and then the then woman... more partner and then... Totally. And the woman keeps that energy in her womb for seven to eight years with some of the yeah. abuelas. The but you can do so... cleaning and stuff. But yeah. it's like if you keep doing it, then it's, it's bad. And exactly. I remember when I was in a phase of my life that... Prior to my ex relationship, like five years ago, prior to her, I, I had a lot of sex, like with a lot of different women. Mm-hmm. Then I got in a relationship, this terrible relationship. And then it took me two years, two full years to clean myself. I was so unhappy. I see the picture, my face is like dark yeah. as fuck. I, like, yeah. and my energy was dark. I was on steroids, competing uh. Mr. Canada, like <laughs> Trent Ballon, name it. And I was so <laughs> fucked. Like, my, my physique is amazing, but. I remember myself, I was so unhappy. I couldn't manifest nothing. I was broke. I was, I went like bankrupt. Mm. And then once I started healing it, six months later, I was already manifesting a lot more. And I had brand new Mercedes, brand new luxury apartment. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel better. And then you always have those demons that, Oh, yeah. That come back and stuff like that. But it's very important to heal yourself like through it. For sure. And as we heal ourselves, our frequency um, increases and our auric field gets stronger. And then those Mm -hmm. energetic parasites and all those, you know, whatever, it can't get in. And that's the craziest thing that I've that I've seen shift because I had so much sexual trauma, all different types of trauma, (laughs) abuse, this and that. And I remember when I was living in New York. I felt like um, I couldn't I couldn't protect myself. Just taking the subway was too much for me. I had to like Uber or drive everywhere, and I was I felt like I was constantly getting like these energetic attacks. Attack, yeah. And since since healing and like my frequency increased, and then like, just the my, I'm strong now. Like I feel like I walk into any situation and I'm fine. So yeah, there's this book actually called The Eye of the Eye by Hawkins, and he talks about the the frequency. The frequency. Even and, Joe Dispenza talks about it yeah, a lot, like on meditation and stuff. Totally. And you attract what you are. So mm-hmm. when you're disturbed like that, like I remember my energy field was like there was so many cable attached from a lot of women yeah. that I didn't cleanse through the year. And then yeah. you attract because other women with those problems, they see the energy and they're attracted to it instead of yeah. attracting women that are actually like the person that I am now, like uh, like more, like I wouldn't say higher. It's like higher vibration. Like yeah. that they, they vibrate higher. They're cleaner. They Like, I used to attract always the same type of woman. Yeah. And then now I don't anymore. Like, Uh, there still comes sometimes, but I know, oh, no, I can't You feel the energy. Yeah. 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 It's like you you just see it and you just, you know, you just pray and (laughs) send them love. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, all we could do. Because I think in in this particular book, he was explaining that the collective consciousness, the frequency has really just over the last couple of years 
um, increased to 207, whereas before... It was under 200. Yeah. yeah. You read that one? You, you uh, power versus force is yes, the guy yes. who invented it. So uh-huh. he talks about it and it's the first time in history. Yeah. And if We're in integrity you, now, which is great. If you want to talk about like, what people would say conspiracy or whatever you want to say, but COVID was actually... Um, a lot of fear, a lot of control, a lot of emotion and mm-hmm. frequency that are way lower than 200. They vibrate approximately between 125 to 150. Exactly. And it was um, a less panic attack to try to reduce the frequency back to under 200 because it's the first time in history that yeah. it's higher. That's what the guy says, that they, the, they're going to try to lower it one last time, but they, they're not going to succeed. Like Because yeah. now the earth has shift. 2020 was a big energy shift. So Definitely. if you want to talk about just energy, yeah. people are awaking more. People are yeah. more in tune with themselves. So yeah. I think we're just going to grow from there. But yeah, it was the first time in history that the energy was higher than 200, exactly. which is the frequency that we want to aim for. Yeah. And yeah, it's a good book. Have you muscle tested yourself to find out your frequency? Um, no. Actually, you need to d- let someone do it in the book. You explain it and yeah. someone with pure intention. So then uh-huh. that's hard to find because you yeah. have to find someone that don't really know you. Yeah. So can't influence the judgment and stuff. That's why them, they add like people uh-huh. um, and they, they really tested like millions of people. Like the guy said mm-hmm. like uh, and yeah. Uh, but I, I, w- I would want to do it. I, yeah. I'm sure I vibrate between four to 500, like, <laughs> based on what I, I, I seen. Like, yeah. to be higher than 500, I'm missing a little um, yeah. connection with my heart still. Yeah. I can feel it, like, <clears throat> but, yeah. I that, think there's always an ebb and flow, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you go yeah. up and down, you vary, but, yeah. yeah. There's some day that you feel that you're lower and some day you just vibrate so high. Yeah. And um, yeah. talking about book, like, what would be your... If, your top three book that you would recommend hmm. people? Well, I really love this book that came out called Magdalene Mysteries. Um, I went to, did you ever hear of the school Kalesh and Marceline? Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, that's where I went. And um, so that's probably like my my initial um, exposure and desire. Like I, when I was 11, I wanted to be a nun. You know, that, didn't, oh that didn't work out. Um, you know, I had some really weird encounters with the priest and the nuns and... Um, so then I had this this trauma around Christianity and Catholicism. And so then through these studies, I, uh, the study of Mary Magdalene and actually Yeshua, Jesus, and their sex magic and their alchemy and how. Yeah. So I would say Magdalene Mysteries. And then it's also the beginning is just awesome going through all the different goddesses. Oh, that's cool. And that explains like another... Um, I wouldn't say the real one, not to offend people, but it gives another version of yeah. uh, the story. And actually, the Vatican a couple of years ago did uh, appoint her Apostle of Apostles, which is pretty phenomenal considering that when I went to school, it's just like, oh, Mary Magdalene's a prostitute. That's it. Right. It's like erasing yeah. the, 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 the feminine from the patriarchy of, the, of the, what the Bible is. So, um, yeah, that's been I a really... I need to, uh, to read the book. That, that seems pretty cool. It's a cool. fascinating and one. And if you would have two other books... Two other books. Um, the Sophia Code is what I'm reading right now. Love it. Um, hmm, I have so many books. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second. I have to like visualize my library. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm always reading a, a couple of books at the same time. Oh, um, The Book of the Dead. Okay. That one's really what great, too. What is it too. about? Um, the, the rituals around, around death in Egypt. Oh, that's super yeah, dope. Yeah, I love fascinating. Egypt. So um, I have full sleeve of Egypt. I love oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, me too. Super connected Since to Since I was ISIS. a kid, I was connected to them. Amazing. Like, when I designed my room as a kid, I, I, like, um, I was going to have, like, a, 
a cercueil. I don't know, like a, uh -huh, a uh, tomb. A tomb. A tomb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your bed? In, in my room, no, in my room, like a big one. I was shopping it, and I, we were gonna design a full Egyptian bed and stuff. That's it was so cool. like my mom couldn't understand. I was like, I want this, and I want to like. The, yeah. And she was like, Okay, well, we'll get it for you. <laughs> yeah, it was super cool. Like yeah. I was always like attracted to the great pyramid and Egyptian uh -huh. and, and stuff. And now that I uh, went through my past life, I was part of it. So it's yeah. like it mm -hmm. explains a lot. Totally. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, oh, um, probably um, uh, How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan is a really great book to uh, an introduction to psychedelics and how they actually can reverse depression and, and all those. That's uh, cool. Yeah, it's a really great book. A lot of people really, really appreciate that one. Awesome. Yeah. I'll put them in the in the caption like yeah. so you can send them to me and I'll, I'll yeah. just put them. So I'll can send you people, <laughs> Yeah, a few book recommendations. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would be like your best investment like that you you did recently uh times mm. money like whatever like mm. or advice you want to give people i mean other than the medicine um well right now i just i just finished a really amazing parasite cleanse Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get into the nitty-gritty of parasite cleansing. I love talking everything microbiome and, and parasites. And I have to say, the first time I did a parasite cleanse was for six years ago, and I felt a big dark cloud just lift off of me because there's energetic parasites that come into our org field, but then also physical parasites that manifest into a physical level. And when you're traveling all around, like I have to, you know, Ivory Coast or, you know, I don't know, I've gone to a lot of places or Colombia and Costa Rica, we pick up parasites because our microbiomes are not kind of um, yeah. geared to protect us from parasites from other I places. Use, um, wild oregano for it is the best yeah. anti-parasite natural in the world. So totally. I remember in Bali talking about parasites and stuff like that attacks you. I, yeah. I got sick. I got seven days at the hospital wow. bleeding like crazy. Oh my goodness. And uh, it happened because I, I only brought one bottle and I was supposed to stay two weeks. Uh -huh. And I stayed a month this time. And at two weeks, as soon as I got no more wild oregano, wow. I catch a parasite from a salad on the beach. Totally. Like, it was a fancy restaurant. They just wash with mm -hmm. bad water. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And grapefruit seed extract is great, too. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, otherwise, I mean, we didn't touch on combo, but combo has been amazing for me. The, the frog. frog medicine, that was really, I did like 16, 15 dots on each side. 16, 15. Yeah, and I, these, this is like the your mother's side, the father's side, all the baggage of the family that you carry. And I did some around my neck, too. And I remember when I purged uh, the water, because you drink a, a lot of water right before the dots go on. And I was just like, bah! Oh, <laughs> so my God. So combos. Yeah, I heard this on you puke a lot. You purge yeah. a lot from it. Because it's like intoxication from the poison of the frog, or I don't know exactly what they yeah. say. So your body just purged from Tons it. Tons of peptides for everything. There's actually a scientist that won a Nobel Prize uh, for, for his Campbell? research on combo. Oh, yeah? It just, it's like nature's vaccine. So that's the thing. Like, Mother Earth has every single... Even aspirin is basically a chemical patent of what willow bark is, white willow bark. So everything... I, I know this white willow bark. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's basically all these, you know, the medicine women, the witches, the herbalists, you know. Yeah. That is basically... Basically, this stuff. tradition, yeah. it's like we've just forgotten that. There's exactly. absolutely everything that we need from, from Mother Earth. And the reciprocity with her, too, and just, like, really observing Mother Earth and, like, how she just endlessly gives to us. Like, she's the greatest teacher to just be just giving, giving <laughs> to us food, air, yeah. everything. It's, yeah. um, and to end the podcast, like, what advice you would give people or meditation advice or, or stuff yeah. like that that you, you would give? Um, I would say just... 
with the medicine, um, if you do feel called to drink medicine, then drink medicine. If you feel like, oh, it's not for you, it's not every, it's, it's one, like my teacher explains, it's one way, it's one path. It's not for everyone. Meditation is another, breath work is another. Um, so I'd say like just really meditate, like just sitting quietly with yourself um, and just really asking yourself and your higher self, what's, what's, what is it that's going to help me, you know, yeah. reach my authentic, to, to the, going to the very origin of my essence, you know. And ask it loud, right? Because yeah. people are scared to talk to themselves. Totally. Like, but you, you should say it out loud. Yeah. That's why they say that it works the best. Exactly. And, and just understanding that we are particles of the creator. We're particles yeah. of, of God, right? And so knowing that, and it's like we have the capacity to manifest absolutely anything that we want if we really, really connect with ourselves. The intention yeah. and the prayer is so strong, especially now with this 5D reality. <laughs> this is, the, the channels are so open. So um, And you need good intention behind. So to manifest that people forget is... They manifest out of neediness. They manifest out of want. They manifest all those low vibration. And of course, you can't manifest yeah. with those emotion. It's mm -hmm. it's funny because when I was looking for an apartment, I put everything that I wanted in the apartment, like the five, six stuff. It's the same thing for relationship you can do, but you put five, six uh, things and then you associate emotion. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, when I go in the kitchen, it's going to look like this and it's going to make me feel like this. Then mm -hmm. the view is going to make me feel like this. Then... Uh, it can be like freedom, uh, gratefulness that hey, I wake up, I have my tea or whatever, and I just look at the view and I'm like, wow, life is beautiful. And then yeah. that's why they, they, there was a, a thing that were saying like, oh, if you want a Ferrari, go sit in the Ferrari and just like embrace the feeling because mm. you can't manifest without those good, pure feeling. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that's one thing I was not doing back in the day. <laughs> like I was just about money and power mm -hmm. and I was trying to manifest a lot of things, but it wasn't working. And then you lose faith yeah. and a lot of people are going to try it. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, it's not working, but it's yeah. because they don't have pure intention. Exactly. I it remember was... when I wanted to do like coach, like fitness coach, uh -huh. I just wanted the money. Uh -huh. And then it wasn't working. I was like, I was making money, but not that much. And I was like, fuck, it, it, it's like people can feel the vibration that you're mm -hmm. into. Now I created this uh, fitness app. Now I created a lot of stuff. I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing stuff that I enjoy. And yeah. I do it for the good reason now and mm. with great feeling behind it. And I see the change. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's crazy. coming from your heart. And that's what matters in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. So people that would love to do... Um, the journey or experience stuff like I know you have one coming in July or August in Colombia. Uh, it's happening in a couple of weeks in Colombia. I think it's so with what's going on with the political climate. I think oh, there's it's, so it's, there's okay. a little, little where, where can on. they have news? Like, do you post it on social media or yeah, yeah? Okay. There's different places in Costa Rica, Colombia. You want to give your handle like IG so they can uh, if yeah, people want to yeah. If if anyone is is looking for uh, for these for this type of journey yeah. uh, my instagram is medicine mama.co amazing yeah. i'll put it in the caption yeah uh so guys if you have a feeling that you need to do it or you want to uh then you can reach out to her she can uh guide you through it um i don't tell people to do whatever drug mushroom or whatever i'm just here to share that i tested it she tested it then you take your own decision you're a grown-up adult so if you want to do it you can do it um if you don't you can also do it from meditation. I get the same benefit from meditation. Actually, sometimes what shroom or stuff like that is going to do is just it's going to make you go to this 
5D faster. Mm -hmm. But if you're not ready for it, sometimes it's not as good. So you yeah. should work on yourself first, meditate, and then get ready. And if you feel like you have a calling, then you can do it. Definitely. And there's also microdosing too, which is yeah. for if, if I'm like on a couple. People can try it. Like, yeah, yeah I guess if you want to microdose shroom uh, between 0.1 to 0.3 gram, and you should combine it with lion's mane, and you should combine it with niacin. Mm -hmm. Just a little because it does a lot of flushing, so you're going to become yeah. fully red if you take a full pill. Totally. And um, there's yeah. a good YouTube channel that the guy talks about it and explain it. He went on Joe Rogan, so if you do Joe Rogan shroom there's a guy that has a whole podcast explaining he's a expert on shroom and, and yeah. microdosing and totally. super cool test it on you if you want and yeah. that's whatever you want guys i'm not your dad um <laughs> but yeah thanks for for coming and of thanks course. for sharing Thank this for and uh, definitely i'll have to go uh, to go try this journey because yeah. my last ayahuasca was really bad Oh. I did one and it was a disaster. Oh, there's something that I should say. If you are going to drink any type of medicine, make sure that you are in the right hands. Yeah. The energy was so bad that my oh, higher yeah. self didn't want to come out. It, it yeah. was just blocking the whole situation. Yeah. And I felt the energy from the day, from the, I stepped in and I was like, wow, this is really bad. Yeah. And I should have listened and just uh, like took off. Mm -hmm. I still tried the medicine and I was like, oh, and I, then I had an argument with the shaman and I was like, can't believe I'm fighting with a shaman like <laughs> I was like wow she's supposed to be like like she's supposed to be calm and stuff and I just had a fight with her wow and I'm sorry I was like okay I'm, I'm leaving yeah. now and then um yeah and then I didn't experience it because I didn't have the calling I it was every time I had opportunity to do it yeah I didn't have the feeling for it uh -huh. and as you said now I met you and we talked about it and you're like I have this retreat with by the way people don't know but you sent me a video that the shaman that saying. you do yeah, uh, is that is the oldest shaman to do it. His teacher is like 109 yeah, years old. Yeah, the grandfather, the abuelo Lorano, he passed away between 110, 120 years old. And he had all his, his brain, everything, all the that's neurological cool. pathways oh, it's, were It's so a going. little old. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's cool. So he was one of the oldest teacher, yeah. which is pretty cool. So that's why I was like, okay, I should go try it. And yeah. actually, I wanted to try it in a country that it was born. Because uh -huh. sometime in America, we have what people call themselves shaman, but it's not really what yeah. it is. Yeah, and that's the, real, that's the reality of the medicine path is there's a lot of cultural appropriation. And that's something that I always keep myself in check with as a yeah. white woman. I'm like, okay, like cultural appropriation, how am I going to be reverent? <laughs> What's the reciprocity? And um, yeah, and, and the Taita Juan, who I drink with, my teacher, um, he was crowned a shaman, a Taita at 15 years old. Usually it takes 40 years to be crowned a shaman, but uh, a Taita, pardon me. But um that this is just he comes from this lineage yeah, he comes from it. and so he has the capacity to really hold this energetic container and he like creates protected mm -hmm. yeah so makes you feel safe yeah, yeah. and it's in nature that they do it uh, in Colombia, yeah, we're we're in um, in Fusa on, that, on a that's big amazing farm. I think it's it's the best way to do it yeah so yeah guys thank you for listening and I'll mm -hmm. see you in another podcast thank you for coming thank you for having me. <laughs>